0: There is a silent terror in baseball, one which has never come to pass in the real world.
1: It's the Press Box, the radio official on ESPN Las Vegas.
0: The terror is this. There's no guarantee that a baseball game will ever end. There's no clock. It's absolutely possible for a pitcher to be so ineffective that outs are never recorded, and the game marches on, locked in a death spiral until the end of time.
2: All right, Foo Fighters tickets are coming up later this hour. We are answering Foo Fighters trivia questions all show to get the caller number when we give them away. The key, though, is I know nothing about the Foo Fighters. So, what's our question, Jared? What was the name of Dave Grohl's metal side project? Oh, my God, he had a metal side project? So, you're telling me this guy was in Nirvana, started the Foo Fighters, and had a metal side project? No.
3: You know, sometimes you need to take a vacation from your band and start a band.
2: Oh. All right, you ready? Oh. Yes, multiple choice. Yeah.
3: Robot, probot, human, demon.
2: Oh, those are four different answers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, robot, probot, human, demon. All good names for a metal band, too. Let's go human. Ed, Robot,
1: Probot. I don't think it's human. What was the third one? It uh, the demon. third one was human. What well, demon but, was the fourth oh, one? Demon.
2: Yeah. Probot. Probot is correct. Oh, good job, Ed. We what are up, are we to, at eight. up, to, up color, to eight. We're up to eight. Call the number eight. At least at this point, we'll have more questions before we actually give these away. Uh, before we get to some baseball, you're going to cover. You're going to be out tomorrow because you're going to cover the Raiders and Cowboys for Thanksgiving. Um is your family excited you're gone for Thanksgiving? They
1: won't know I'm not there. None of them like turkey. It's Thanksgiving. None of them like turkey. Well, listen, turkey's overrated, but yeah. None of them like turkey. They're all they're all they're what I refer to them as sides people. All the sides. Okay. They like the sides. Um they don't like the turkey. Do
2: you guys even do turkey on Thanksgiving? Yes, we okay. feel
1: a need to because we actually <laughs> More are, of an obligation. Yeah, more of an obligation because I like it actually. I actually think Friday's better. When you warm the
2: stuff up. Yes.
1: So turkey um, sandwiches the day after Thanksgiving. Exactly. That's are better than, than turkey, turkey on the plate on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving yes. <laughs> um, so we usually do it for that, but I will return home Friday to
2: leftovers.
1: Leftover sides. Yes. Leftover okay. sides.
3: All right. Give us a like under over how many either text messages or just how many times your name will be yelled during the course of the day oh. where they don't realize you're not in the house. This is a true story. I'm glad you asked that.
1: Two years ago, maybe? Three years ago? Um, I don't know if my daughter is in college yet, so let's go three years ago. They, I had to work. They went to my wife's sister's house in Orange County. I literally on Friday called and said, you never called to
3: say Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving? <laughs> I never heard from those people. Uh, All right, so it's not going to be the one where it's like, dad, will you come fix oh, this? Oh, no, no. No. When they were younger, they didn't know I'm there. Now, no chance,
1: no chance. <laughs> the only time my son ever knows he's there, I'm there, is when he walks in from work and I'm watching something else. And all he says is Laker game, which means I'm supposed to pick up the remote, I'm pretty sure, and change it to the Laker game. Not please, like, let's watch the Lakers. Just like Laker game. And then he walks past, like put his laptop bag down and like change or whatever. And then if the Laker game's not on, by the time he comes back, he like looks at me, he goes, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> So there you go. No, there will be no... uh, I'll have to call them from Dallas, and if they pick up the phone, because I am on all of their screens as to who it is, if they pick up the phone, they'll say, oh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving.
3: I just want you to get a text message that just says, uh, hey, uh, we're all eating. Where are you? (laughs) Dinner (laughs) is served.
2: Where'd you go? (laughs) Somebody's got to eat all this turkey because we're not going to eat it. It's
1: absolutely, absolutely, when I started traveling a lot, absolutely... I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. 25% of the time they knew the city I was in? I mean, maybe 25%. They knew I was gone. Who takes you to the airport? Me.
2: You park your car at the airport? Yeah.
3: Well, otherwise, you would have to take an Uber.
1: Because apparently they're like... No, sometimes I take Ubers. Sometimes I take Ubers. Yeah. Really? Longer trips, I'll take Ubers because you don't pay the whole fare, you know, um, uh, business-wise. So you take an Uber, sure. Nobody
2: can drop you off
1: and (laughs) save you the money? (laughs) The wife reminds me to get the Uber the night before and put in the time that it's supposed to be there.
3: Not only do they not want you to take it. You book the Uber the night before? Sure. What? Why not? I will say. Why I, not? I, I used to do that with taxis all I the mean, time. why not?
2: Who uses Uber that way?
3: Me, if, if I if I know my flight,
1: okay, my flight tomorrow, I know the time, I, and I've already gotten six messages from Southwest. You better show up early. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I'm scared to death to go to the airport tomorrow because it appears there's going to be a lot if of people You are going to be at the airport oh, at 2 a.m. You know how early I get there to begin with. So, you know, if my flight's at like <laughs> oh, 9.30. God. I'm there at like 5.
3: I'm going to need you to just have your, like. Your, Can the, you call us from the airport tomorrow?
1: Uh, uh, I might call you because here's the thing. I, I might get up earlier tomorrow for the sh- for the, my flight when I'm not on the show that I usually get up for the show and my flight's <laughs> almost at the end of the show. I mean, think about that. Okay. So yeah, I might I might have to reach out to you tomorrow and just call out of the blue. But no, I'll tonight. I'll put in. You can schedule your Uber. I don't know why that's such a big right, deal. Right, but who does that? Uh,
3: I think Cassie does. What? I think she does. I know Heidi does. I know Heidi I will does. say that during the time when no one was driving for Uber and you couldn't get an Uber, it was more convenient to be like, okay, I hope you get here in about four hours. Yeah, if you schedule it and someone,
1: you know, clicks in, they'll uh they'll be there on time.
2: I, I uh, am stunned by this. I can't this. believe you're stunned by this. It's Uber. The whole point is you just whip your phone out and say, I need to go somewhere now.
1: Well
3: and then I, they sent, then yes. they spend 20 minutes circling yeah. the wrong block. J- Jimmy is Jimmy is
1: <laughs> dropping someone off, he'll be there in 8 minutes and then 2 minutes later you refresh, Jimmy will be there in 16 minutes. So Jimmy gets a notification from me that I need him to be there at 4 in the morning. And uh, he's there at four in the morning. He
2: I have actually never up. had a problem with Uber or Lyft picking oh, me I up. Have I have a ton. I've oh, had yeah. a problem like Postmates delivering on time. That is you've never always had an, late. You've never had an Uber cancel on you? I've had it. It's no. happened a ton on me. Oh, cancel I've had that on me? No.
1: Like if they figure out it's too far, I really don't want to take the trip, or I'm dropping someone else off, I don't want to
2: get over there, they look at the traffic, they'll cancel you. No, I've never had anybody cancel on me. Wow. I did when I, I went to Seattle once, I got dropped off at the wrong hotel, but I've never had a driver actually cancel on me.
1: Oh, yeah, I've had a lot.
2: So me too. I've never had an issue with it. I've I've never had an issue getting a ride. It's with always Uber. been I just pull out my phone, hit yeah, where am I going? That's where I'm going. And there's a car coming, and whatever time they say it's coming. I've never had an issue with it. I would never even think, you know what? This is so unreliable, I need to schedule it the night before. Yes. Did you realize you could do? that? I didn't even know you could do that. You can schedule Uber. Yeah, no yeah. clue you could do that. That's absurd to me. Now you got me. It worried. might
3: actually. It honestly, depending on how much the Uber is, it might actually be cheaper to switch from Uber to a, like a just a licensed taxi company because I think they make an airport run for like a set amount of dollars. Yes. They used to. I don't know if they still do. You got me.
2: Worried is it now. expensive? Well, I mean, it's how much say- does it cost you to get from your house to the airport? Oh, I mean it varies. Are you um, are, are you in an Uber
1: Black?
3: <laughs> no, no, I get the small. I get the smallest one,
1: which is what X.
3: I don't know. The worst one I've ever been in is the guy that's like, okay, you're obviously driving for both Lyft and Uber at the same time, and we both are doing like shared rides. Yeah, so there are probably seven of us 30s. in this
2: minivan. Really? So yeah. you're telling me you might be paying like sixty, sixty-five dollars to get to the airport and then back again. Yeah, you but if you,
1: yeah, but if you're a long trip and you stay there, you know, you're on the road like six, seven days, it's going to be more. Right. But somebody could drop you off. <laughs> you, you have so, a family.
2: So around Christmas time, I'm actually going to bring the wife in to meet you. And uh, But and- all you've ever told us is how she's going to be mad at you for spending money. And now this is wasting money that you could be saving. Businesses and her money. Oh, you, you have to charge
1: well, it. Well, I mean, if it's on business. Oh, if it, oh believe me. Believe <laughs> me. If it's personal. He got it. Got it. If it's I, personal.
2: I no, uh, completely understand. Kay. Yep. Got it. If it's personal, she's yep. throwing me in the car. Right. Yep. If you're, so if you're no going, not, if you yeah. guys are dr- taking a vacation somewhere, she's driving. Oh. yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay. She's yep. driving Hawaii. I mean, nope. she's, she's not getting out of plane. Makes 100% sense. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I completely missed on the idea that this is. Yep, now are going you okay, okay with RV. me?
1: Now
3: are you okay with me? Um, reserving it? No, that's still ridiculous <laughs> I think it's perfectly normal If you have normal. to get up early You reserve the taxi yes, that's... that's
2: ridiculous No, I wake up and do it It's That's absurd <laughs> It's an app on your It's the whole point of the app being on your phone Do it's you, you Uber just... to the airport? No, I've got a girlfriend that takes me Oh. Or yeah. my dad lives here He can take me I have family members that will take me to the airport <laughs> That know your home? Yes, that are aware of my whereabouts <laughs> I
3: will say I am – sometimes I feel like my family is just a shuttle service for the rest of my extended family's trip to, to Las Vegas. Where it's oh, just so like, hey, just my, like, my flight gets in Route 2. Okay, do, do you want me to pick you up? Yeah, you're picking me up. Oh, Okay, that wasn't a request. You just told <laughs> me that, like
2: – My family does know where I am. My, my girlfriend has the, my location on her phone. Like she can see where I am. Where your phone is. Yeah, well yeah, where my yeah, phone well, you is are. at all times. So All right. She's ever worried. She's actually so she has told me that I get home from the show every day by What time did she tell me? By 10:26. And if I'm if I'm not home by 10:26, she'll text me and be like where are you or look at my location to see where I am. And the location most often is Chick-fil-A? No, it's just you're late. I'm almost there. <laughs> my, <laughs> it's location... 1027.
1: I'm down the street. Yeah, my
2: location is I'm in the neighborhood <laughs> is what it is. But, yes, she has told me 1026. If I'm not home by then, she's she doesn't know where I am. She becomes worried. I told her today I'm going to UNLV practice after the show, so I won't be home at 1026 today. Yeah,
1: you're going to practice. I assume yeah. you're going to the game Saturday.
2: <laughs> yes. And Wednesday, yeah. they play tomorrow. Oh, they play the, the way, they play the poets, the Whittier college they poets. They play the poets. Very exciting. Yeah, I hope they bring their mascot. They have a mascot, and he's got a yes. giant. He's got a yes. giant pen. Yes, he's very exciting. I, they've played this team before. They, yeah, I remember, I remember I when the they Dave played the Rice poets. Era. I they remember played when they played poets. Oh, very excited about yes. the poets. They got a big pen. All right, Jared, you got a Foo Fighters question <laughs> oh, for okay. us? Oh, okay.
3: I didn't know we were. I
2: thought we never got to baseball. I'm sorry. Carlos Correa and AJ Hinch had brunch together. And he had an omelet. And AJ mm-hmm. Hinch said it wasn't about his future. He was giving him a baby gift because Carlos Correa yeah. is about I'm to sh- have a baby.
1: I'm sure he does that <laughs> with every player whose wife is expecting a baby. Yes, let me go get you a gift well, mean, and meet you personally. Okay, it's not a
3: bad way to go about it. I'm just no, saying, it's like... not. But
1: the you know the the middle reliever is getting it in the mail from Amazon. This guy's getting, like, a personal ho- omelet and lunch.
3: <laughs> he included the receipt. It was on sale. All <laughs> uh, right. Taylor is, in fact,
2: Taylor Hawkins' middle name. What is his first? Wait, we did this already? No, we didn't. No, we did pap smear. Okay, Taylor Hawkins. What is his first name? Am I getting multiple choice? Or okay. am I just All guessing right, a right, random right. white man name? Jason, Oliver, Richard, Freddie. So, yeah, basically, it was going to be a random white man. Jason, Richard, Oliver, Freddie. So it's probably not Jason because you just go by Jason. Freddie is like a nickname of Frederick. It can't be Freddie. Um, what were the other two?
3: Oliver and Richard.
2: Oh, Oliver, that's one you might not want to go by. Richard, you might be afraid of being called Dick. Let's go, Richard. Freddie.
3: Oliver. Oh,
1: you, you you're, so I close. was astounded by so the logic. Close. The logic
3: was like, "What's the logic behind Oliver?" Oh no, just he literally went, "Okay, Freddie's a nickname." People so you, oh, go, his,
2: his logic. People who go by their middle names normally have some like grown-up first name that they didn't want to go by when they were five. So uh, they go by their middle name.
1: I'm not going by my middle name. Do we want to know what it it's? Is?
3: It's something. It's something very Irish, if yes,
1: I remember correctly. Yes. Fahey.
2: Fahey. Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. I'm not going around That a. would be fun if you hey, went Fahey. Fahey. Hey, Fahey.
2: Fahey. <laughs> Fahey? Wait, was it, isn't it Fahi? It's Fahey. Yeah, like the it's H Fahey. is somehow. Yes. There's just a blank <laughs> space instead of an H. I think it's a glottal sound almost. <laughs> Fahey. All right, coming up next, it's Bishop's Brief.
0: The rules of Scrabble are simple. First, each player pretends to mix the tiles while trying to feel for the letter A.
3: Bishop's
0: Briefs The game does not officially begin until one player reminds all the others that the first word scores double. That player is known as the Scrabble Jackass and is then handed the box top for any further rule clarifications. Bishop's Briefs Players then take turns laying down words until someone does a bad job hiding the fact that they drew a blank. Bishop's Briefs Upon seeing the blank draw, each player must make a bad joke about the tiles in their possession. Bischoff's Briefs Play continues until each turn takes longer than open heart surgery, and the game ends when one person uses the last of their letters. Even though at this point no one likes that person, they're still referred to as the winner.
3: Bischoff's Briefs
0: and that's how you scrabble.
2: We are 20 ish minutes away from Foo Fighter tickets. Uh, we are going to answer a few more trivia questions before then, though. Now, Bischoff's briefs. Let's talk about Kevin Kruger's rotation. So, you know, we played Michigan, and Kevin Kruger would have played his starting five the entire game if he could have. Uh, Jordan McKay, Mike Nuga, Donovan Williams, Bryce Hamilton, and Royce Ham. Only two other players played significant minutes in that game. Keyshawn Gilbert played nine. David Muwaka played ten. Then against Wichita State, he used the bench a little bit more. Gilbert got 17 minutes. Josh Baker got 19 minutes. Uh, Muwaka, Coleman, and Webster were all between four and six minutes. I think there are seven guys that Kevin Kruger trusts. I think there's a seven-man rotation right now with just a couple other guys sprinkled in. The starting five? plus Keyshawn Gilbert and Josh Baker. Justin Webster has barely played. Uh, Maybe if they need some more shooting, he'll get some more playing time. Uh, But for now, I don't think Justin Webster is really a part of this. Marvin Coleman, he seems done in big games. Uh, He played one minute against Michigan, turned it over the first time he touched it, and came out of the game, and that was it. First possession he played against Wichita State, turned the ball over. Good, nice player, great guy, great story. I think your hope though is that you never have to play him, right? If you're contending for an NCAA tournament, which again, optimistic to think that about UNLV, but if you are, Marvin Coleman's probably not playing for you. Uh so, I think Marvin Coleman you're going to you're going to see him tomorrow against Whittier, you're going to see everybody against Whittier. You'll see Marvin Coleman in Mountain West games. You'll see Marvin Coleman against, you know, At Seattle and Hartford, right? You're going to see him in a lot of games, but when they play UCLA on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvin Coleman doesn't play unless there's some foul trouble, obviously, right? Even SMU in San Francisco wouldn't be that surprised if Marvin Coleman doesn't play or plays just a couple of minutes because of you know foul trouble or something like that. He's not a great matchup for teams that are extremely athletic. Now, there's a lot of Mountain West teams, more than half the Mountain West teams he'll play against because they're not going to get overwhelmed athletically and he'll be fine, but I think Marvin Coleman kind of on the fringe of that rotation and more likely than not out of the rotation when they play good teams are are in big games. The interesting part though is what does Kevin Kruger do in the front court? Because right now UNLV is starting four guards and Royce Ham who's a power forward playing as a center. They have David Mawaka as the backup center but like he's becoming unplayable, right? He was not very good defensively against Wichita State and that's what he's supposed to be good at. And offensively, he's been a killer. He airballed a floater off a pick and roll with Jordan McCabe against Wichita state against Michigan. UNLV's entire offensive game plan was to run ball screens that made Hunter Dickinson defend at the three point line. When Royce ham was in there, there was some threat of a role, man. When David Milwaukee was in there, Michigan did not care what David Milwaukee did. So he kind of disrupted what UNLV wanted to do offensively. Um, so, I think David Mowaka is getting to a point where you can't really play him in important games. Again, Whittier, Bad Mountain West teams, Seattle, Hartford, David Mowaka should be fine, just like Marvin Coleman. But in big games, I don't know that you're playing him. And if he's unplayable, they don't have really another front court option. Reese Brown is the only other healthy big man, and Reese Brown's played a minute and 19 seconds this season. Victor E. and James Hampshire are both out with injuries. I don't believe either one of them has practiced yet this season. Assuming Victor E. comes back this year, uh, he's the answer for who gets minutes behind Royce Ham, right? And even possibly if they want to play big, you could play those two together if you wanted to. Uh, but for now, until E. Walker is back, Kruger's got to either play small or play a center that probably shouldn't be out there, right? And David Milwaukee. So I think, again, assuming E. Walker comes back, ultimately we have an eight-man rotation for you and UNLV. The starting five of McCabe, Nuga, Hamilton, Donovan Williams, and Royce Ham, Keyshawn Gilbert, Josh Baker as the backup guards, and then Victor E. Walker as the backup center. I think that's the eight-man rotation that we see Kevin Kruger use once fully healthy. Until then, you'll probably see some David Mwaka. You might see a little bit more Marvin Coleman or Justin Webster so they can go to five guards at more times, but they don't really have a good option for when Royce Ham is off the floor. And the problem is Royce Ham has only played 30 minutes in a game once. He's averaging just 26 minutes per game this year. They are not maxing out his minutes like they have with Bryce Hamilton or Jordan McCabe in some of these games. Some of that's foul trouble, right? He's finished two games with four fouls. He's top 15 in the Mountain West in terms of fouls per minute played. So he's, he's fouling at a decently high rate. But he's had games where he didn't commit a lot of fouls and still didn't top 30 minutes. I think they've got to play him more. I think that's the answer right now is they've got to find a way to get 32, 33, 35 minutes out of Royce Ham in a game so it's only five minutes, six minutes, that they have to play David Milwaukee or play really small. I think if they can get 34 minutes out of Royce Ham, they'd be in a lot better shape.
1: So this goes to directly to the point that he recruited a lot better players because Marvin played a big
2: role last year. Yeah, he's and now he's, uh, he's he was not even involved. Yeah, he's been an important player for a couple of seasons yeah. for UNLV, and I don't think he should be on the floor. Right. I think like they've got better. I think Jordan McCabe and Keyshawn Gilbert are both better point yes. guards yes. than Marvin Coleman. Yes. Keyshawn Gilbert's made a lot of like sort of weird, dumb mistakes offensively. He's had some turnovers that sort of look bad, but I think you can you can tell Keyshawn Gilbert, the physical talent that's there. He's going to be better. Than Marvin, than Marvin Coleman. Coleman. So, like, those two are better point guard options. And then, you know, if you want to play Marvin Coleman off the ball, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Bryce Hamilton, Mike Nuka, Donovan Williams, Josh Baker are all better off the ball than Marvin Coleman. So, yeah, it, the the talent level on this team is absolutely better than it was in the past. The question is going to be, do they have enough skill offensively to actually win some games? What are the odds
1: the uh, both games were on a TV set in
2: Ames, Iowa? Oh, you think he's watching? Oh yeah, he'd have to. But it's not even like it's not even his roster anymore. Like he's got. Yeah, I just, I, I just think he was watching. I think he's, I think he's paying attention to results. I don't, I don't think he's watching. I don't think Otzelberger's sitting down and watching you LV play. Really? Unless he really likes Kevin Kruger. Well, he hired him. Yeah. I mean, sure, but he coached him for two years. Kevin Kruger or Otzelberger's probably been assistant coaches with somebody for like a right. hundred people by this point in his career. So maybe if he really likes Kevin Krueger, he's watching, but like, otherwise there's only what three of his guys that are on this team, Hamilton, Hamilton Coleman, and, Reese Coleman, Brown, and Reese Brown, and, Reese Brown yep. and two of them barely play. Well,
3: that was his fault for
2: going to Ames. Yeah, and <laughs> Hamilton wasn't even, he didn't even recruit Hamilton. He inherited Hamilton. So by the way, Iowa state this year, four and Oh, yeah. Already more wins than they had last year. Now, Now, hold on. Kennesaw State. This is the pre-Big 12. Alabama State. Yes. Grambling State. Yes. A lot of state schools. Oregon State. They beat Oregon State. Oregon State's not any good at all this year. Oregon State has one win this year. It was against Portland State. Otherwise, Oregon State has lost to Tulsa, Samford, and Princeton. Mm. So, Otzelberger has yet to play a good team. They play Xavier tomorrow who's a good team, but he is four and oh. And you know, we, we know all about lowering the bar around here. They won two games last year as a basketball team, the entire season, they won twice. So even if it's against bad teams, you're still very happy that they're four and oh, if you're Iowa state, I don't think he's watching though.
3: All right. Foo fighters question. What music video did the Foo fighters win a Grammy for?
2: I could not name a song. So this is not, I, I don't know. Learn to fly. Everlong, All My Life, Breakout. Never heard of any of those. Would I know any of those songs? Yes, yes. You, you would know, know Everlong. You'd,
1: you'd, you'd know the main one.
2: All right. Um, what was the last one? Breakout. I'm going with Breakout. Yeah. Learn to Fly.
3: Learn to Fly is correct.
2: Okay, we're up to nine. I watched those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's like a... when they were released, you were like sitting around <laughs> waiting. Like you oh. were watching MTV
3: like, oh. When's this coming out? I mean, you were in your 20s in the 90s, so yeah, Yeah. maybe. I
1: mean, I I watch this.
2: (laughs) All right. Coming up next, Ben Goats joins the show. Now here's Falk, a strip. Here he comes. Falk moves in alone. He shoots. Hits the pipe, and it's in. Three to two, St. Louis. Justin Falk, the defenseman, breaks away from Nicholas Watt and pots his third of the year. Peron feeds back door mishandled in the return centering pass not down rebound another block rebound score they kept whacking away it's Brandon Saad four to two St. Louis here come the Blues left wing shot score on the rush and Nikola delivers the goal in his return Huck out so to the good. line
3: with three seconds McNabb shoots blocker save and that does it. The Blues erase a 2-0 hole, score the last five without an answer. 5-2 to two the final.
2: Joining us now from the Review Journal is Ben Goats. All right, Ben, um, we're going to ask your help a little bit later in this interview to see if you know anything about the Foo Fighters. Uh, we're giving away Foo Fighter tickets and doing Foo Fighter trivia throughout the day to help give it away, so... Be ready to answer a Foo Fighter question, and don't worry. I know nothing about them, so don't feel any pressure to get it right. Um, Important question for you. Is Mark Stone the new Keegan Colasar?
0: Oof. I think it probably feels that way to him after having those two chances. Just uh, missed the net yesterday. He hit the crossbar on the one. Just completely missed everything on the second. I think you could tell in his uh, second period uh, TV interview that he wasn't too happy with himself uh zero goals in uh six games when you're the team's highest paid uh, active player i guess for now uh, obviously i don't think that sits uh, fits well with him and i mean he's a guy that's got very high expectations for himself so you could tell that uh he was frustrated last night in st louis
1: did you like when she said thanks for the interview and he was already gone <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah to be fair i would have Acted, uh, you know, similarly if someone, uh, you know, was discussing how uh, poorly I was uh, playing, and obviously Ashley asked a very, you know, legit question. I think Mark more frustrated himself than anything else, but uh, that's one part of uh, being a professional athlete that I would never be good at. Is if uh, someone was like, "Hey Ben, why are you terrible?" Actually, I might be pretty good at that. I do talk down to myself all the time, so I don't know. Not publicly, though. I wouldn't like to do that <laughs> publicly.
3: Isn't that the best athlete, though? The one that actually was like, I don't know, man. I've been playing like crap.
0: I do enjoy it. Uh, like I enjoy listening to it. I don't think if I were them, I would enjoy saying that out loud in front of a room of other people with microphones and cameras that were recording uh, every single soundbite. I said I get self-conscious enough when I watch back the Zoom calls with the Knights and I have to hear my stupid voice on the thing. Uh, So imagine if I was the one actually giving the answers that people cared about. So Ben,
2: in your second paragraph of your recap of last night's game, you used the phrase, they sprung too many other leaks. Uh, Do you feel like that was the right phrase to use in that scenario?
0: Uh, I I hope so. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know what I write half the time. (laughs) It just kind of all flows through my mind. I mean, I did think they popped up a lot of other problems because, you know, talking to Pete before yesterday, Kind of asked him what his message was, and he was like, All right, we got to fix our starts. That's been our problem. We're focused on the start. And they got the good start. Uh, the problem was the middle frame of the first period all of a sudden became problematic, uh, and a healthy part of the second period, which they'd been very good in second periods uh, in their homestand, that was very poor uh, for the most part. And so there were a lot of issues that they didn't have and weren't worrying about through their homestand that all of a sudden. Uh, popped up last night. So uh, upon further reflection and uh, remembering what I actually wrote last night, which you know is very rare, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by it.
1: <laughs> would you have pulled Robin Leonard in the third period?
0: I would have thought about it. I mean he clearly just was not his night, not that the uh, defensive effort in front of him was uh, locked down either. But obviously that first goal just can't happen. Bad angle goal by Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, that is one that Robin Leonard absolutely uh, should have back. Now we'll see if the Knights were planning to play Laurent Brassois uh, tomorrow against Nashville, then it's a little bit more understandable where maybe you want to save Brassois for then They have been trying to get too closer to an even split in net because obviously throughout the year so far, it's been almost all Leonard. He's started 15 games. Brassois has only started But I think it's something you could have thought about because even the last goal that Leonard allowed last night was a tough one. Uh, He had just made a ridiculous save on Vladimir Tarasenko, like basically uh, a shift before, but then he drifted a little bit too far out of position on that rush chance by Mikula. So you certainly could have thought about it, especially, like I said, depending on who you were going to play tomorrow. If you were planning to play uh, Leonard tomorrow, I certainly... Would have considered it if you're planning to play Brassois tomorrow. I can get just saying, you know what, we'll just have Leonard ride this one out.
2: Is starting fast overrated?
0: Potentially, at least to the night so far it is. I mean, for all the fact that uh, they had had poor starts recently, I believe they'd given up the first goal in three of their last four games coming into last night. They were 3-1 in those games. so It's not like they have done poorly when they've gotten off good starts now obviously getting the first goal always helps and you would prefer to have it versus not have it but overall the Knights are five and three when their opponent scores first so they've shown the ability to hang into games uh that said I'm still guessing that uh repeating the fast start will be an emphasis uh heading tomorrow night uh
1: he's on the trip so you expect patch ready to play tomorrow night
0: I would assume so obviously it's only a two-game trip so if he's uh, traveling with the team and didn't play yesterday, you would think he's going to go tomorrow, which obviously would just be a huge boost for the Knights. I mean, patch already hasn't played since October 14th. So it's been more than a month since he suffered that lower body fracture against the Kings. He's their leading goal scorer. And uh, at times still, this team has really had to work and grind for offense. Uh, having a guy that can just come down the wing and fire a wrist shot past a goaltender, even if a goaltender is in very good position, I think would provide a big lift for this team right now.
2: Do you think they were close at all to having to postpone games because of the COVID test they had?
0: So they were still, you know, if we're going by the San Jose sharks threshold, which they had seven guys in COVID protocols and still played, uh, then they were not that close. Now, obviously Ottawa had games postponed last week, but I think they got up to 10 so, you know, if you're the Knights and you're at three with William Carrier, Jonathan March, so, and Michael Amadio, uh, they're probably not necessarily in range, but I'm guessing there was some real hesitancy uh, before that Detroit game on, like, what the tests were going to come back looking like. If they had had a bunch of more tests pop up positive that day, then maybe you're worried that, you know, more are going to pop up in the future and you're worried about it. But the NHL did set kind of the uh, somewhat strict uh, precedent that, hey, the Sharks had seven guys in the protocols, and uh, they're still getting the green light there, uh, including their coach, by the way. Bob Bogner was also in the protocols and did not coach for a little bit. Um, and then when they got to double digits with Ottawa, they're like, all right, well, that's too many. Clearly, we got to shut down games from this point. Um, so the Knights are only at three, so they're kind of far away from that. But you do wonder if – Uh, more tests had popped up and obviously the Knights even had a false positive pop up their last home game with Brett Howden whether the NHL would have been like, you know what, maybe it's just not worth it.
1: All right, when everyone's back healthy or most people are back healthy who of the new faces has a chance to stick?
0: That's a good question because I think Jonas Ronberg had a really impressive game last night. He's a rookie that's flashed a little bit. Jake LeCision Um, has played very well down the middle for the Knights. He has four points in his last five games. He really seems to have settled in. I would think those two guys would get the longest looks just because the blue line, they're very set there when they have all their guys healthy. You've got your NHL six. You've got Dylan Coghlan for depth, potentially Ben Hutton for depth now, so we'll see. I could see the bottom six, them at least being willing to tinker with that when it comes to their forwards, And who knows when they're actually going to get fully healthy up front. But that's the spot where I think some of these young guys, uh, specifically I think Decision and Romberg have kind of been the most consistent. Uh, they've also played the most out of the rookies and the new guys. I think they could you know, at least make the case to stick around and get a couple more games later in the year when injuries come up uh, because the Knights, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they're not done experimenting there, even when they get some more guys back.
2: All right, here we go. Foo Fighters trivia. Jared's going to ask a question. I'm going to answer. Ed's going to answer. And then Ben, you give an answer. And however many we get correct, we will add that to our caller number. Jared, what's our Foo Fighters question? What was the first
3: single released from the Foo Fighters album in your honor? Oh boy. All right multiple choice okay doa best of you resolve no way back have ben
1: go second
0: no way back ben i'm gonna go best of you because i think that's actually my favorite foo fighter song
3: ed he got it right yes he did So that's, that adds two colors. All right, so good we're up, job, Benny.
1: Good job. Did we reach double we digits? We did. We got up to 11. Oh, Ben Goats brings
3: us over.
2: So there you go. Thank good you, Good job. Thank yeah, you, Ben. Helped. No, no go, problem. Ben. Awesome. So. Good job. He is Ben Goats from the Review Journal. Ben, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Ben. No problem,
1: guys. Take care.
2: All right, here we go. We got a pair of tickets to go see the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Jared has found them.
1: <laughs> we are they taking...
2: Were, <laughs> they calling. were here all the time. We are taking... Caller number 11. If you want to go see the Foo Fighters here in Las Vegas, we're finally giving them away. We've seen you trying to call in all week or all show. Not ready. Now we're ready. Two tickets. Foo Fighters, December 2nd at Park MGM, 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. Caller number 11. Stolen on by Kale. Down the floor. Lays it in with the right hand. I can't think Kale might have hurt himself. So he's down. We lost some lights here at the arena as the Buckeyes' front court. Kale is down. Ohio State's Johnson hit a three. They stop play. They wave it off. Stolen by Kale. He's ahead of the field and he lays it in with the right hand. Kale with the steal and bucket his first two, and the Pirates lead by five, and the lights go out. Well, they just hit a three, but the whistle had already blown.
0: You're locked in the press box.
2: So the lights went out, <laughs> and a player got hurt, and a three didn't count?
3: I got two different calls, and yeah, I'm still the, not 100 I love when you go opposite calls. Yes, but I still wasn't 100% clear as to what happened. I just enjoyed And the lights go out. That's all that I know that happened is there are no more lights. The team that hit the
1: three thinks it counted. The
2: team that <laughs> was against says, oh, it doesn't count. The whistle blew. Congratulations to Andrew. He won the pair of tickets to go see the Foo Fighters in December. We have another pair to give away tomorrow. We're off the air Thursday and Friday, so that's the only pair we have left to give away uh, so make sure you are listening tomorrow. Ed won't be here. We will come up with something fundamentally stupid. Probably do. a poorly constructed giveaway tomorrow is more than likely what's going to happen. Ed, did you ever give Jared a cigarettes? No, I will. Okay. In fact,
1: I'm, I've got a plan for that.
2: You've got. Oh, what's the plan?
1: Well, I can't say because it it's a plan. <laughs>
2: Oh, the plan to give it to him? Yes, yes, oh. yes. Yeah. What, are you going to surprise him with something he knows is coming? He's going to wrap them would be like, no, happy no. Hanukkah. Okay. I'm excited to see this plan. Yeah. I'm also plan. kind of excited to see you go in and buy cigarettes.
1: That would That's going to be fast, man. I'm literally, I've already got the plan on that because Jared let me take a picture of the, the uh, package yesterday. Yeah. I'm literally not going to say one word. I'm just going to hold up the phone and and, 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 and point at it. So maybe they got look at it and say, oh, you want these? And I'll just keep pointing. (laughs) I will not say the words out loud. I will just keep pointing. So, yeah, that's how I'll do it. I
2: hope there is a 10-year-old kid that likely walked walked up to Charles McDonald and said you should change teams and says to you, smoking's bad for you. Yes, That's what I'm hoping happens. That would be beautiful. And you just keep pointing at the phone. Don't even say anything to the kid or just hit the kid. I'll
1: tell you what. I have to be careful here, and I got to get him to Jared fast because if I ever – like left them in the car by mistake, and my family saw those. Forget oh. about it. You don't think <laughs> well, they, you do, think they, they do, disowned me now?
3: They they do the classic sitcom trope. You're gonna smoke the whole pack. Exactly.
2: So wait, wait, wait. Would they not like believe? Oh, I bought them for Jared because I lost a bet.
1: Uh, they believe that because they know I don't yeah. smoke. So they okay. believe that. But uh, in the instant, they might think this guy's been on edge lately. <laughs> the- <laughs>
2: Has he switched over? What's going on? Jared, we need to plant cigarettes in Ed's (laughs) car. And we need to like, I don't know, burn like a match around him (laughs) all show. So he sort of (laughs) smells smoky when he walks in.
3: Oh,
1: well, he would house? smell,
2: if it's cigarettes, he'd smell yeah. sour, yeah, not, not smoky. The same. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like it would be enough. I feel like just the smoky smell well, would be I enough. Do... I feel like it
1: would be weird if you are standing above me with a match the whole show. I think that would be <laughs> well, very strange.
3: What we need to do, really, is we need to get a like remote for if there's a Premier League game or something that plays, or a uh, soccer game that plays at a bar at like... 7 a.m. in the morning so that way we yes. could have have him around but, smokers but have
2: ed sit at the bar <laughs> yes. next to like and then while i'm sitting there you're planting the cigarette in the yes. glass we are only going to be in the smoking section please that's the only place we want to be all right did you want to end the show with something special no i okay. i have my i've got my i got my numbers ready what numbers
1: oh we're doing 3215
2: yeah, raiders. raiders oh you're leaving okay all right well you don't have to predict yours today you're here yeah. Tomorrow. A... 32 is a scoregami? Yeah. Fifteen. It's not that hard to get to fifteen. Eight and seven. Really? Wait. Was not there was I think there was a scoregami in the NFL this weekend. I'm on it. I think there Three was. Three
1: field goals. Touchdown. Daniel Carlson makes the extra point.
2: Oh, he's not missing another one, is he? <laughs> I Come don't on, It's Daniel Carlson. <laughs> he's got to fight AJ Cole or something like that if he misses an extra point.
1: Cowboys oof. 24, Raiders 14.
2: Oh, the offense continues to struggle, huh? All right. Um, I'm not giving my pick yet. I'll give it tomorrow. Not doing it now. It's ridiculous. Am I supposed to give a UNLV score? You got a whole other day to come up with these things. UNLV's on
1: Friday, right? Yeah, they're not on Saturday. They're on Friday.
2: Saturday. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Football's on Friday. Yeah, football. Saturday football. is yeah. UCLA yeah. basketball. Yeah. Wednesday is UNLV basketball against Whittier. Okay. Don't overlook the poets. I have I've done that twice on
3: the show already. It was the Colts defeating Buffalo 41-15. Oh,
2: yeah. That was
3: Scorigami.
2: And you and yours is 32-15? Yeah. All right. So very similar uh pattern there with the 15 and the high scoring win. All right. Well, okay, they're averaging giving up thirteen. I
3: mean, they're averaging 13 points, so I'm like, all right, I can't go below that because it's 11, and that's, it, how do you get to 11?
1: Are the phones off or are all those people still wrote, Jared calling shut for the absolutely fight. shut the phones oh, off. I shut the phones off. I was going to say, I see so it, many red blinking, I'm like, no, we've already given those away today.
3: It, it got to the point where I was feeling,
2: like, I felt oh, sorry for people. Yeah, where I'm just
1: like,
3: yeah, yeah. you're going to have to listen to something, we something contrived that <laughs> we do
2: tomorrow. All right, hot takes to end the show. The Tampa Bay Rays have signed Wander Franco to a 12-year deal worth 223 million. That comes out to 18 and a half million per year for the next 12 seasons. They but he had 6 years left of team control, so they could have paid him nothing basically for 6 seasons, but they locked him up for 12 they years He's 20 six? years old. He's 20 years old and they're going to pay him 18 and a half million per year. Good deal for Tampa or good deal oh, for Wander? Well, it's Franco? a good deal for Juan, isn't it? Unless he could have made four hundred million about six years from now, but guys, the number one was yeah. the number one prospect came up and was good immediately. Yeah. Had like a forty-six game on base. Can Street. it be good for both? It's. I think it is. I mean, two hundred million. I never. I never say it's bad when someone makes. That job I like think him. the problem though for Juan Franco is he's going to be a free agent when he's thirty-two. Yep. When this deal is up, and like we're seeing with say Carlos Correa and Corey Seager right there, and Trevor Story, they're well, sort they're of in different. that. Or early or late 20s, yeah, late say, 20s range, which is a much better place to be as a free agent. So if Wander Franco is as good as expected, which is, you know, all star level shortstop MVP candidate shortstop, right. those next six years after his arbitration stuff, he's it's not going to be good for him because he could have signed a mega deal where he's getting paid. Hell, by that point, 40 million dollars a year, whatever it is. But for now, yeah, he got bought out of arbitration. He'll make a lot of money.